Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We are live today from my beautiful home in the southern Hebron Hills in Susia. And we are going all the way across the world, bringing in a guest from India, from Mumbai, India, who uh, at, at, where they are, they are two and a half hours later than Israel. Um, so I really appreciate this interview. It's with Avram Moshe Fanasperker. I'm butchering his last name, but he can forgive me, I hope. This gentleman is going to be making Aliyah on June 15th. He is 38 years old, single, lives with his parents, tells me that he is moving to Israel because there are no Jewish women in India. Now, before we talk, I just want to give you a few statistics. Um, in his city, Mumbai, New Delhi, there are 21 million people. And in all of India, there are only 5,000 Jews. So I believe him when he says there are no Jewish women. But he says no Jewish women. He probably doesn't. He probably means not enough selection. But he'll be fine moving to Israel because here in Israel, there are 85,000 uh, Indian Olim uh, today. And uh, that's a pretty good number. I hope it grows. India, as many of you may know, will be overtaking China as the world's most populous country in the world. And that is a lot of people. That's just the city. One city I gave you a number for. There's something like two billion uh, people, if I'm wrong, if I'm not wrong. A lot of people there, a lot of people there. So let's bring all the Jews home and bring them all to Israel. Avram, you can lead the way. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, can you hear me across the ocean? Yes, absolutely. Good evening, Natalie. Thank you for inviting me at your show. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so happy to do this interview. You're the first uh, guest I've ever had from India. I've never been there myself, but, um, you know, we do have uh, a family here in Susia from India. There are, I know you have relatives here. There are Jews from all over the world in Israel, India included, as I just mentioned, 85,000. So you're not going to be alone. You're not going to be lost and you will be fine. But why don't you uh, tell us, besides looking for women <laughs> and finding a <laughs> wife, although I look, you know, that's the most important thing in the world, right? Um, Absolutely. Tell me what it's like there to, to be a Jew. Tell me how religious the community is. How, how does the life go on there, the Jewish life? You, you told me, I think, quickly that, you know, it's hard to get a minyan uh, at your synagogue. Tell, tell me what it's like to be a Jew there. Absolutely. See, India, uh, I mean, after independence, we have a lot of Jews in India. Okay. We have uh, synagogue. We have tram ticket just for Shabbat. So if one has to travel on Shabbat, he can take a ticket from tram a day before on Friday. So oh, wait, he can wait, wait, travel. Wait, wait. You're saying money. tram. You're saying like a taxi? It's tram, tram. No, it's like a train which runs ah. on the road, trams, trams. All right. Okay. So it was very well. And we have a very huge population, kosher food, and you have a lot of butcher shops, you know, the mutton shops, kosher mutton shops. Okay. We have a lot of Jewish people and a huge number of people in India. But all recently, right, all right, I mean, all after... right. Whoa, 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 whoa. You say huge number of people and you're telling butcher shops and restaurants. You're talking about your city, Mumbai, yeah? Bombay, yeah, Bombay, yeah, Bombay. Uh, oh, Bombay. Bombay, yeah, we had a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people in Bombay. Now, when you say butcher shops and restaurants, give me a number. Are there three butcher shops? Are they all in the same neighborhood? Do you all live in the same neighborhood? 
yeah yeah everybody in the same neighborhood we have a lot of people so to cater to their requirements we have a lot of mutton shops okay but slow in in the villages also in the city also but as and gradually when people started moving this shop started going shut down because there were no people or very less people to do that okay okay now when so, t- tell me when that started happening when did people start leaving and moving to israel because that's where they're moving right Absolutely. See, uh, after I guess in '48, uh, uh, when Israel got through, okay, most uh, it was starting to the Indians started moving to Israel. These started inviting the Indian Jews, okay, and that's how the population slowly and steadily started moving. And then in '95, people started moving on a much level, and you know it's going, going. The number is like increasing more and more people. Okay, some of the reasons, and it's a reason to you know return back to the Holy Land. And that's why people are moving to Israel now. Uh huh. You said since 1995, the numbers have been going higher and higher. Um, right. Are people becoming more religious? Are people becoming uh, more? Uh, are they looking for economic opportunity? You know what happened in 1995. See, it's not exactly, I can say, the 1995, but in the 90s, I can, as precisely, I can say that, okay, because economical conditions, the, the lifestyle in Israel is better, and you have your Jewish neighbors, your Jewish friends, and you can celebrate your Jewish festivals. You ah. can do in India, okay? Okay. Uh, you... But the only thing is that when in India, most religions are either open religions, I mean, they are well-known and they are a minority, so they get their holidays on their festivals and holidays. For Jews, we don't get uh, uh, ops on or maybe holidays on our high holidays. And it's very little known about the Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is only when a Jewish person is working in an office, the office colleagues know, and our society people know that, yes, we have a new year. But it's not well known that it is well known with other religions, like the way they celebrate Christmas, the way they celebrate Eid. You know, there's a national holiday. For Jews, there's no national holiday. All right. All right. Just slow down, Avram, because it's hard to understand. You have a heavy accent. I just Uh want to kind of I think I understand. You're saying it's such a minority. The Jews are such a minority that your holidays are not even recognized and you'll find Jews even working on Rosh Hashanah. Is is that kind of what you're telling me? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. during Kippur, we have our 10th and 12th uh, children's examination. These are board examinations. Mm. And also the school examinations and academics and our parents being more, uh, you know, focused that they should also be in academic. And that's how your grades go, grow, you know, when you crack down the exams. And those okay. are unfortunately uh, during You're Kippur. saying they, they don't they don't make you, they don't give you any exemption for Yom Kippur? Like if you're a Jew, you have to take your exams on Yom Kippur? Absolutely, absolutely. You have to take your exams on during Yom Kippur as well. So you do not go for the synagogue. You go for your school and crack <sighs> your exams. That's so it's the, not easy uh, to be a Jew. You cannot be really uh, de- de- devoted. Um, and uh, Yeah, to a certain extent, you can say that. You can say that, but it's not that they are forced because you are Jew, you should, work, you should do your exam. But it's a general exams. But unlike that, they are not... Uh, we are not uh, on that national list that we get holidays on Kippur. Uh-huh, you're not on the national list. So there are other maybe minority um, religions that are. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay, so that makes it hard to be a Jew there. 
Yeah, absolutely. To a certain extent, yes. But uh, I just want to tell you one more thing on this, uh, answering to this statement as well, to correct this statement as well. But then we have a freedom of religion. So it's not that, uh, you know, we are forced not to do or follow our culture or something. Here it's freedom. And there was and one good thing about uh, India, Natalie, is that there was no a single case of anti-Semitism against the Jews in India. We were never, uh, you know, segregated that you are Jewish, you can't do this. Rather, people respected us, not only in this generation, but all the past generations that were there in India. Mm-hmm. And so Indian nice. Jews, the Baghdad, yeah, the Indian Jews, the Baghdadi Jews have made a huge contribution in the economy of India. Okay, like Sassoon hospitals, uh, the education system, the Sassoon dock they have built, the Beni Israelis who have made into the Shivaji Maharaj, Chhatrapati uh, Shivaji Maharaj armory. Okay, mm. they were on high designations, a huge land were gifted. Okay, because of their bravery, and there are a lot of lot of rich Jewish in India. And they were known for basically uh, because they have their oil fields, uh, oil mills, um, rice mills. Okay, uh-huh. and they used to keep off on Saturdays, so uh-huh. they were known as Shaniwar Telis. You know. Okay, slow Saturdays. down, slow down. So I, I just want to understand you. Um, you're saying that the Jews have have these uh, rice fields and basically factories, right? And they let people Absolutely. not not work on Saturday because they don't work on Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh-huh, uh-huh. absolutely. So, okay, so that's very nice. It sounds like they're very, you know, I'm glad to hear that Jews have a peaceful and accepting existence there. Um, if they're so successful and you're doing so well, may I just ask why so many of them are leaving? Why are there only 5,000 Jews there if it's so accepting and it's freedom and you guys are so, you know, involved in the economy? Well, this was a generation who had contributed and had a success that were, uh, I can say, in the 60s, 70s. But later on, when they moved, you know, the factories, they closed down, they move into Ah. different uh, businesses, Uh you know. So your Uh success, uh, you know, the things, economical starts, moves on. And then you, you know, there are a lot of things that you feel that it's an Israeli land, that you are, it's a promised land. And you can better practice your religion over there. Right. You want to be part of the minority, the majority. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch you. You want to be part of the majority? Yeah, to a certain, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The contribution that the Jews have done is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And there is okay. a road in India uh, named under the first doctor, Doctor E. Moses Road. What are you What are you saying? Why are you telling us about this doctor? Tell me. Yeah, More. yeah. I'm just I'm just letting you know about this that Indian India has also respected the people who has successfully in the academic and they have named the road uh, you know the lane mm. or road you can say dr e moses road in bombay as well as in thane as well you're saying they named a road after a jewish doctor yeah yeah, yeah. the first doctor in thane ah in mumbai interesting very nice you can tell me you can write to me his name afterwards that's very cool um so tell me about your own family. You told me when we spoke on the phone a couple of days ago that you have a lot of family here already. Yeah, I do have my family. My dad has six uh, siblings. Okay. So out of his three are already moved to Israel. Okay. My aunt uh, who uh, late Penina Pingling expired last year. Okay. okay. And she, she moved to Israel uh, just for some 
10, five, five, 10 years back. My uncle has already moved away before, uh, maybe in uh, 70s, 80s, I feel so. Okay, and a lot of cousins have already moved uh, because of, there's a good opportunity in Israel and Israel is very progressing in technology. You get good opportunities and it, it's, it's a culture and you, you enjoy your festivals. You're with your Jewish friends. That's Look, you don't you have know. to tell me. You don't have to tell me. I also uh, am an Ola. <laughs> okay, I, I moved here too for the same reasons. I wanted to be part of the majority and not have to hide and not have to you know, make excuses. Yeah. I agree. But you have a, I want to hear where your family is, because when we spoke, I was very impressed. They're all over. Yeah, yeah they're all over. See, the thing I want to tell you, my uh, you want to know about my family where I stay with? Yeah, you have you have someone in yeah. Holon, you have someone in Ashkelon, you, you're all over. Yeah, all over, all over Israel. We have Dimona, we have Lud. Okay, so mm-hmm. all, all over, all over Israel. Uh, they have segregated all over Israel. Nice. You nice. have your cousins, your uncles, from your mom, your dad, and my Ava, Ima, both are uh, Jewish from both the families. So, you know, you have N number of relatives down in Israel, settled and are happy the way the life is. Okay, so that's so great. You're going to come home and you're going to feel at home. Um, you're very lucky. Why? And tell, tell me about your siblings. Are they, do you have siblings and where are they? Yeah, my sister, my sister uh, is Gita Abraham. Okay, she uh, she used to she was a national level player. Okay, she got a gold gold medal, and she's the first Jewish maybe in India. I feel so in the walking, in the brisk walking. So well, slow down, walked. slow down. She's an Olympic athlete. Uh, she's an athlete. She's an athlete. She's got a gold medal. Okay, and uh, uh, she is now married to a Jewish guy in Pune. So we have a very little Jewish community in Pune as well now. Left. Uh-huh. There was a good number of Jewish families in Pune, but there are two synagogues in Pune as well. Uh-huh. Beautiful synagogues. But a small community. Yeah, it is diminishing because most of the youngsters who are turning to Canada, London, Australia, you know, for education purpose, they settle most up to the percentage are settling in Israel. So that's the reason. Rest, it's a wonderful community to you know come down and. Uh, so this is interesting. You you just you just said something very interesting. You're saying that uh, when they are ready to learn, I'm guessing when the kids are 18, they go away to study, and they're going to Canada. What did you say, Austria? You did not mention yeah. Israel. No, they they do go, but uh, the percentage is not higher. Okay, on the education part, but they do go in Israel. Also, we have a lot of people who have done their MBAs and came back to India and they're working. So, uh, yeah. So, and one more thing is, Israel is very, very well known in arms and ammunition, in agriculture. So, not only Indian or Jewish, but there are Indian uh, farmers, students, I mean, the kids of the farmers in India, Punjab, they all, all, all do want to go ahead, you know, and learn technology from Israel. Right, right. And, I know Israel and India do have a strong working relationship as of uh, the past few years. Um, absolutely. So that's very nice. Not just the Jews in India, Avram was just telling us, for those of you who are just joining us, not just the Jews of India are interested in learning from Israel, especially our agriculture, our basically high-tech agriculture and our high-tech world, but also the non-Jews, the farmers, because of our um, strong ecology and our, our technology that we use with drip irrigation and farming and um, the way we use water. It's it's really incredible if you uh, come down here and see the way 
this drip irrigation works, but it's not just that it, it's it's you, there's no lack of water. We're digging under the underneath the, the land for water um, and the greenhouses in the Arava just blooming. It's just amazing how much produce is, is grown here in Israel and actually exported from our little country. For sure, India has a lot to learn. We can exchange information. India is a huge country. Um and such Absolutely. a India is a huge culture. Yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Indian no, love big population, Israel. right? You love Israel, and you uh, you have such a big population and such a. Um, I know you have a very educated population. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. So we have a very huge population in India, and they really want to learn agriculture from Israel, and each and every Indian love Israel like anything. Mm-hmm. They they admire they admire the way the technology and arms and ammunitions are developed by Israel. The way Israel, you know, as being a small country surrounded by so many Arab countries, they give a tough fight and ensure that civilians are safe. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Tell me what you do um, professionally. Are you a farmer also? No, um, we had my mom said had a huge, huge chunks of land. Okay, so they, they used to have people working for them. Uh, personally, I'm working. I'm working in the insurance company that was passed before I. I applied. I mean, I got an answer from Alia. I left my job. I was working in an insurance company. I was working for the escalations part. So when there are complaints from the clients, I helped them out in resolving their issues. All right. Well, you can probably continue to do insurance work here. There are tons of companies and tons of claims and everybody needs insurance for everything. I just got insurance for my dog. Okay, Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I have two dogs and one of them did not qualify for insurance. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a job, you know, it's an interview you have to go through their protocols. They got to check things. It's uh, it's a, it's Absolutely. funny, but that's a big, that's a big industry here. You need insurance for everything. Absolutely. But this is a very new concept that, that will be uh, coming down in India. We do not have much insurance for the dogs, but that, yeah, with, uh, but with these things, you have just enlightened me, and I'm definitely going to work out something that India Israel will start some of the projects, and uh, we have more more business coming from India Israel in exchange, and we grow country. Yeah, you know, um, you should. Your English is very good, and you, uh, I, you. I see what you look like. You're very good looking. You could Thank be you, some kind of uh, ambassador. Um, you know, with Israel, you should probably get in touch with the. Uh, delegates who, who handle stuff like that because you might be a very good uh spokesperson um i see Thank you know you. you sent me this picture of you you're some kind of hollywood set and i see you're you're like you know you look like a movie star ah. so any of you listening so to this show if you're interested in a man from <laughs> india 38 years old very good looking um i uh i'll pass on his information to you um people are always so looking sweet of you <laughs> I want to go back I, I, I a moment. Just, <laughs> what? What? I just 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 made just a minute to tell that uh, I mean when there was a yes comedy Bollywood shot in India, so I was lucky to work with Idan Yani, Mayan Patel. So these are well known in, in, uh, in right. the in, industry in Israel. So it was lucky, and thank you so much, Natalie, to inviting me. Okay, wait, we're not done. Podcast. I'm not done. I want to go back just <laughs> for a second. I didn't understand. You told me your mom had a factory. What? What? Can you just elaborate a little bit? Uh, no, my my mom had my mom side had my mom side family had a huge chunks of land. Okay, so in 1970, the government of India passed down 
uh, law that whoever cultivates the land gets the land whoever stays in the house gets the house okay so it was to eliminate poverty and you know minimize the distance between rich and poor mm. so the lot lot it's not only my family of jewish but a lot of people who have a huge chunk of land and were given on rent or maybe on cultivation to other people they became the owner of the land and that's how our jewish people lost a lot of land uh, and a lot wait, of property okay so they had people with you say huge chunks of land you mean part Absolutely. amounts right amounts of land they the government took it away or the government said okay you are the owner no 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 we uh, indians uh, in the jewish had a lot of lands in india but in 1970 the government passed a law that whoever cultivates the land what jewish people used to hire people to cultivate ah, the land okay so they passed a law that the person who cultivate becomes the owner and the person who stays in a rented home that house become his house this was very ah, so so the jews the kept the house but the people who worked the land got that land yeah 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 the people who worked they got the land and that's how a huge huge chunk of lands just moved from hands like, uh, like oh like man that is just awful that's yeah that's not fair i didn't know that okay i understand so did that cause the jews to start to leave uh well i can say that uh, not that particular year but later on when because they do they had land they also had a good number of businesses in in and in, in, in india in bombay okay but later on you know uh, when the when the head of the family passed away with the skill set and understanding of how to do business the young generation could not catch up much on the part mm. you know to keep, keep the ball rolling you know the skill set everything uh then gradually it started economically it started people started moving to israel that's the thing okay what do you see as the future for the jews in india uh well i see that at the moment right now the future is bright in india but it's time that uh, you know even 10 15 years 20 25 years i never thought that i will move to israel but i have taken a decision and i'm sure my my family my friends who are there in india will definitely move down in coming years you're saying your jewish friends in india are going to leave as well Yes, absolutely. Surely they want to do that. I mean, I have uh, one or two friends who are already moving to Israel, mm-hmm. so that's how the things are moving up. Interesting. Yeah, there are only five thousand yeah. Jews there, so I also don't see a yeah, like it's, it's not growing. Well, like to five thousand was no, no, no. Five thousand was a was a census way long back. Then it was like two thousand five hundred, and I'm sure with the recent, uh, you know, recent thing, uh, recent movement that has happened. we must be even half that what i i can quote but there is in no all of india you think done. are you are you kidding yeah, in yeah. all of india there are only like you're saying a thousand jews uh 15 1500 or uh, 2000 i can say but 2500 was a census maybe a decade back yeah you got to get out of there <laughs> that's that's not a place for you that's not a place to live with with that small I mean you're telling me that your sister is living in some little town. I thought the town had like, you know, 5000, I don't know, 2500 Jews. You're saying in all of India it's only 1000 or 1500. That's oh, that's like, crazy. 
that's that's very low number but yeah, but my i remember my parents say that when they start when they used to go for kippur prayers or maybe roshishna prayers uh, those days of 60s 70s and 80s to the the later part the earlier part they used to huge number of families you have neighbors jewish you have friends jewish you used to have friends uh, with you in school jewish okay you have ort you have lot of jewish friends families they used to enjoy like you know anything they used to enjoy simak torah you know going to each and every synagogue dancing mm. over there you know mm. and today it's it's what one synagogue uh, well there are synagogues but uh, i particularly my synagogue which i go to thane synagogue oh no you you muted yourself by mistake hello go ahead go back to say it a little bit more I I yeah, asked yeah. you so if uh go ahead. Yeah, so we have uh my synagogue which I which I'm uh, which I uh, since my birth I'm visiting the synagogue and praying over there, okay? So I'm the admin for the group of the Facebook also. So I ensure that uh, you know there is a lot of gathering happening all the time. Mm. Go ahead. so uh, my my synagogue has a good minyan okay so we try and you know uh, we have a whatsapp group so if someone is not available he'll message out that uh, he's not available but we ensure that there is a minyan in our synagogue so shabbat mm-hmm. we get 20 25 people and we have good. good number of ladies coming for prayers as well as 15 20 wow okay avram i think we're going to have to say goodbye because uh, you keep muting but i get the idea and let's say goodbye and i want to thank you for for doing this Um and I'm so excited for you. You you're arriving on June 15th. That's in like 2 weeks. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me and I'm very happy and I look forward that you come as tourists and visit India as well in our synagogues. Okay, that's a date. My husband would love it. You are invited. And if everyone you. who's listening is a beautiful community in India. We have beautiful synagogues and fantastic Indian people. They love Okay. We lost him again. Thank you, Avram. Um, for those of you still listening, if you have any questions, please contact me at Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio dot com, and um, I can pass those questions on, or I can answer them myself. Whatever, however, those of you who have been writing in and asking questions and giving me feedback, I appreciate it. The good, the bad, it's all very much appreciated. Um, yeah. And Avram, I think we're we're done. So thank you, and uh, bye bye. And just a minute. And uh, we will. Um, I <laughs> keep jumping back on. Um, I wanted to tell you that you know Avram is a very good example of a way you can change your life, and you shouldn't be afraid to change your life. He's thirty eight years old and jumping ship. and starting up here in Israel with us i say up because when you move to israel you're going up and um he's a great example you know um i think everyone should should be brave you have one chance in life and our lives are not that long um when you look at it as a whole we don't have that much of an opportunity to make a difference in the world and you can really make a difference here in israel in a little way in a big way you really matter here um and you are going to find interesting people here and you're going to become more interesting yourself here. I mean, this is the place to be. There are so many um places to go in the world, okay? But 
This is the one for the Jews. This is our homeland. And this is where you all need to come and come when you're alive and walking and energetic and, you know, free to make your own choices. Don't come when you're at the end of your life. Come when you're, you know, when you when you when you have energy and you have, you know, uh, you can do things. Okay, you can do things. You don't have to be 15. You don't have to be 20. You don't have to be. 30, but come, come, come when you can do, because there is a lot to do here and you'll make a big difference and we want you here. So thank you all for listening. Please continue to write. And I hope we can join together next week on Sunday, five o'clock. Yom Tov L'Kulam.